1: Planning for what's next and how to save for it—that's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty-four-seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamericacom us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast.
2: Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the show, follow the show on Twitter at Strict Anonymous. Follow me at Twitter at Cartoon Therapy. If you want to be on the show, if you have a problem, uh, or you have a secret life that you want to talk about, and while remaining sh- totally anonymous, you can write in to, um, write to me <laughs> at gmail.com and I'll have you on the show. Uh, my hard co- a copy of my book is now available. It's like a paperback, and it's really good. That's the way my book should uh, be read. It's like a coffee table book. It's like a book you could keep in the bathroom and read a chapter while you're in the bathroom. <laughs> um, but it's really cute, and it's a really cool book, and you should buy it. And it's on Amazon, and it's called The Cartoon Misadventures of a Total Chain Rack. Uh, if you buy it and you read it and you have an opinion, send me an email and tell me what you think. Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com. If you love it, write a review on amazon.com. If you love my podcast, write a review here. Uh, wherever you listen to my podcast, whether it's on Stitcher or iTunes, it'd be great if you write a review. Um, I've been deathly ill with food poisoning all weekend. This is why my podcast is coming out a, a, a day late. And I just got to get through this um, intro because I feel like shit. I'm going to get right to the caller. The caller is a guy named Kelly who's a transgender female who's very interested in the way that he looks. The way I found him is he had posted an ad online um, on Craigslist and he had posted pictures of himself uh, dressed up as Kelly and he wanted to know what people thought. And I thought it was really interesting that someone would put that out there. Um, And uh, so that's what we discuss. We discuss, you know, how he... When he sort of figured out that he was Kelly or wanting to be Kelly, his uh, feelings about the way that he looks and about how people treat him and all kinds of stuff is very different than Jessica, the transgender female, because this guy has a wife and she knows about it and a lot of his friends know about it. And he's more stuck on, like I said, the looks, his looks and how it affects him and how he's going to get through that. So anyway, I'm going to get right to the podcast. Uh, So stay tuned. I'll be right back on with Kelly. this is hey kelly glad you called you're on the strictly anonymous podcast wonderful so you know i i responded to an ad of yours that you placed on craigslist and you're a transgender female right um and you had placed an ad it was like in the women's for women section and you were like looking for other women for advice on just like how you look as a transgender female right is that like what you put the ad out there looking for
3: absolutely yeah i just Kind of was looking for some confidence or whatever just to kind of see what people thought, or you know, just to kind of see what people thought of how I looked and everything like that.
2: Mm-hmm. And now you've been cross dressing since the fourth grade, right? Like you've always known you're like transgender and you've always been sort of in touch with that side of you. Because I had Jessica on and I know that you listened to her episode and. For her, it's like, it didn't sort of hit her until way later in life. But you were cross-dressing when you were really little, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, I started out, I mean, to say I absolutely knew it the first chance I did. It always just, I guess I was young enough, I just didn't know different to Mm -hmm. where it wasn't like it, it snapped one day and I thought absolutely it was just, you know, it was something I started doing when I was young and I just. It was part of me. It wasn't necessarily, oh, in fourth grade, I just knew. Right. It was just, you know, I just never knew differently.
2: Right. It was like almost like you always knew. That's just always who you were. Yeah. You were a woman, like a girl, right? Sort of. Did you, you feel like, a, did you feel confused about well, it though? Because you were like born a, a boy, but you were like always felt like you were a girl.
3: I don't know. I think that, you know, not to seem like fancy or cliche or anything like that, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like if you ask a little girl, hey, did you always know this or that? I think that that's what I think so cool about like kids is they don't necessarily know one way or the other because they're just them, you know? It's like mm-hmm. sometimes when you see a little kid just having fun on a playground, I mean, they don't know one way or the other. So, I mean, it's not that I ever knew or didn't. It was just...
2: The way that was. That's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm.
3: It just evolved. I mean, it was just, you know, when I first started, you know, first time I put on women's clothes or I kept first thought about it, it wasn't like it was fancy or a big deal or whatever. It was just a portion of who I am. So, I mean, it just kind of evolved throughout life. I mean, my, my idea of it today is totally different than it was when I was in fourth grade. It was just, you know, so now I know that, but it's just different, you know? I mean, then it was, so It just, it's something that always evolves. I mean, I would assume it's for any man or any woman or whatever. I mean, it's just, it evolved, you know? I mean, at first it was just, you know, clothes or a feeling or whatever. And now it's, you know, like the ad you saw, it's, you know, trying to, and that's what someone joked with me a while back. They joked and said, well, that's how you know you're a woman is when you can, be critical of your look and always feel like you're not this or not that. Right. That's how you know when that's how they, you know, when you're officially a woman is when you sit there and judge yourself in ways that, you know, everyone else would or wouldn't, you know? Uh, yeah. Just for your so, looks
2: only. Right. Cause that's really what you yeah. put pictures of yourself, right? All dressed up uh-huh. and, and you're looking for like girl advice on how do you look? Do you look okay? Do you, you know, how can you look better? Um but let's get into let's start though from the beginning. So like and for it actually was really interesting what you just said and it totally makes sense that like as a child you don't have that confliction about how you're feeling because it's just what you know. You're not like an adult with like like you know people get older and they become like super judgmental or they know right or wrong whatever quote unquote that is, right? Whatever society says is right or wrong doesn't necessarily mean they're right, but like that stuff doesn't come till way later, right? When you were like young and you were sort of experiencing that side of yourself, and you sort of acted out. Did anybody, did your parents know? Did you have siblings? Like, how did other people react to you?
3: Well, I mean, as of now, you know, like, all of my friends and things like that know, but my actual, like, parents and brother and stuff like that, they don't know, but everybody that's, you know people I've chose to be in my life or whatever, not that I don't love my parents, but things like that, but the only people that know are my wife and you know all my friends and stuff like that um, but that's a lot of people, where, oh sure, yeah I mean you know i mean i can't I can think of very few people in my life that don't know that are friends and stuff like that, I don't know, I just think that it's it's something that I've just always told them or whatever, and so. I don't know and that's what's so crazy about my life due to the fact that i don't know like even when i started you know listening to the podcast and stuff like that i felt like so many people have different you know like ideas or things like that it almost in ways makes me even more want to have more confidence because like i am so very very lucky i mean all my friends and you know like my wife and stuff like that are so amazing and supporting and everything like that, like, for me, it's not even sort of something, like, sexual, because I don't get, I mean, to say that I don't get anything sexual out of anything, well, no, but it wouldn't be, it's not something that that's the goal, I mean, like, it's not anything even remotely sexual, I mean, I absolutely head over heels, far from sounding like some hopeless romantic, and that's far from who I am, or what I am, or whatever, but I mean, I am so over the top and with my wife and everything like that, that you know, I'm lucky. I mean, she supports everything I do. She is always on my side. She, I mean, within a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But, um, yeah, I mean, she if anything, she tries to encourage me and do things, but my kind of kicker, and I know most people listening to this that are looking up for transgender are going to be, and I'm far from wanting to judge or whatever, but are people that are looking for support or someone is trying to tell their parents or someone is trying to tell their wife or girlfriend mm-hmm. or whatever. And the bad thing for me is everybody I've told has been nothing but supportive and amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. But
3: yet, you know, I jokingly tell people that, you know, it's kind of like if somebody had a loyal flush in Vegas, you know, that never fold. And for me, it's, it's not that I think I'd be folding if I took that next step. It's just, I have a perfect life. I mean, I have an absolutely gorgeous wife, a great job, uh, all that, and I have nothing against like drag queens and stuff like that because I think they're amazing and I'm so supportive, but that's not me. I'm just me, and I don't want it to be where that's my book. I don't want it to be where that's who I am. it's so hard for me to take that next step because it's not like... What do you mean you know, the next also... step? Like
2: telling your parents or like...
3: Well, just in that way, that's how they would view me or whatever. It's like I also have a lot of other parts about me that are interesting, and, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not like it writes my story. I mean, you know, I mean, I love other portions of life and it's, it's just so scary because I know if I take that next step, whether they're supportive or not supportive or the world accepts me or doesn't accept me it just makes it tricky because I do have such an amazing life and I have so many great people that have my back and everything Mm -hmm. like that and I feel like they're all part of who I am and you know and if when I tell my parents or when my neighbor's foot found out or whatever it just it's so much quicker because I do have it so good and I know that sounds so spoiled and so
2: no, no, you're Not lucky. Listen, I just, you're, how old like are I you? I so
3: much to lose. I'm 36.
2: You're 36. And how long have you been married to the woman you're married to? Or how long have you guys been together?
3: Uh, we've been together for almost seven years. But,
2: for, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, but it's so, and, and but the thing is, is she, you know, I told her that, you know, as a man, and she knows me, and I live, you know, almost life as a man but you know she doesn't mind when i'm the other side she knows you know that i have not as many clothes as her but uh, <laughs> you know right. i would if i would if i could um, right you know she knows you she know she's gone wig shopping with me bra shopping with me she's me and her laughing joke about shoes and i mean i always joke with her that I'm probably the only man in the United States that understands why it takes so long for her to get ready. Right. Or you could um, get ready with her help her.
2: Yeah. -hmm. All of it.
3: And, you know, and so it's, I know, I'm I'm so very, very lucky, but it's just, so I think the ad I put out there was, you know, I was just looking to feel more, I don't, I don't want to be... I don't know this, I, I feel so guilty for saying certain stuff or whatever, and I don't mean to, but I don't want to be like a man with boobs, you know? I don't want to be, you know, yeah. I don't want to be passable, you know? My goal isn't to be walking down the street and have both of us look awry or both of us look, because I don't really feel like I'm transgender or I don't want, I don't really feel like I'm... A man with boobs. I mean, I feel just like I was when I was fourth grade. That I just feel normal. I mean, I don't. But what like, is normal to like you? That, do you,
2: like is normal to you? Like you feel like you're a woman?
3: Well, yeah, but that's like you. I mean, do you feel like you're a woman? No, you feel like you're. You, no, I'm you like feel, a I dude trapped like I mean. in a
2: woman's body too. Myself, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm very you know, like a just, guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, but
3: I just I feel like it's me. You know, I mean, like, uh-huh. and so yeah, I mean, I. I don't. I don't feel like you know. I'm somebody that you know. I'm trapped to swear that. I just feel like I'm telling I mean, and I feel like. But unfortunately, now the world views me one way, or you know, my friends don't care. But it's also I could control the way I told them, and the way I looked, or the way I did whatever. And so it's just it's a lot of pressure on knowing that next because it's
2: is I the next step I've like you this. coming out and being you know kelly all the time like out like you know at work in front of your neighbors like you know a hundred percent and just like bringing that part of yourself like sort of more out there is that what you mean by the next step
3: yeah because i'm to the point now where you know i'm kind of at a i don't know far from sounding pathetic or whatever but i'm at a major crossroad in my life because like even now I've debated do I call in and I sound like I'm Kelly or do I sound like I'm this way or how do I
2: You sound 100% like a dude dude right now
3: Well absolutely I know that you know
2: But you're not trying to sound like a woman are you right now?
3: No not even sort of Right. It's just it's been a tough weekend you know it's been a time where I've been at this huge crossroad where you know I'm I feel like I've put so much energy in my life into being Kelly or my normal everyday persona or whatever. and That's the whole reason I was putting that out out there is it's just I feel like I'm at a crossroads where I don't know, I'm so tired. I'm tired of just like I imagine a ton of people listening to this will be of doing whatever it is. I mean, it's just kind of whether it's somebody wanting to be a plumber, an electrician, a football player, a hockey player, a student. And we put all this effort to it. And then if it doesn't come to fruition, you know, it's just got to find that next year. And I feel like that's where I'm at in life. It's like, I'm tired, you know, like. It's, you you it's don't so want to. So you just to,
2: want to be Kelly all the time, right? You feel more like you're sort of being somebody else when you're not being Kelly. Is that like what's so exhausting? Yeah.
3: Right. Well, it's that, and I just don't feel like I want to always be waving, like how it's funny, like how in your ad, it's, or in the commercial, it says, let your freak flag yeah. or this and that. Yeah, let your freak and flag fly. Like, I just, yeah, and it's like, it's. I totally agree with that, but it's also, I just want to be me, you know, I just want to be, you know, I don't want to, like... Well, listen, don't you you have,
2: yeah, but don't you have that with like, because there are people, listen, I give you a lot of credit and it takes a lot of balls to be like really true to yourself as much as you have so far at 36. I mean, you you know, all of your friends know, your wife knows, that's like pretty huge, okay? Because a lot of people that are in your position, I assume, are living total secret lives. Like they don't tell a lot of people. So the fact that you've had the balls to really step up and say, this is who I am and let all of your friends and your wife know is, is major and really huge and takes a lot of guts and you should be proud of yourself for that. Right. So you, you know, you're like half the battle or like most of a lot of that battle you've already sort of won because your wife knows and you have an amazing relationship with her and she's supportive of that, you know, so you can't ask for anything more. I mean, that was the whole thing with Jessica. He didn't want to lose his family and he couldn't do that to them. So he was willing to sort of not be fully himself So that not to hurt his family, you know, you have so many people in your life who support you and are okay with it. So it's just a matter of you telling your family and then sort of going out there and really being Kelly all the time. Right. So, and you know, what does that entail? Does that entail going on hormones and sort of really doing like a transition? Like, would you do that? Would you take it that far? Um, or is it just a matter of like just coming out like Kelly at work and to your family and just doing you know going like is that what's you have to do?
3: Yeah, I mean yeah, it's that next step you know. And for me, like with her, I view it as you know being straight and up forward with her is also being on her team because I want her to be involved in it. I mean, I don't.
2: Who's her? No, your wife?
3: It's not. Yeah, my uh-huh. wife and yeah. all that. Like I want her to be involved because. You know, I don't want anything to not be front, you know, and forward and up with her because I do feel everything does come out one way or the other. I mean, whether it's in your feelings or your passion or your whatever. I mean,
1: Uh you know,
3: like she's who I want to be with. Like, you know, I. No, that's great. if, if yeah, and so I get that, you know, but... Like,
2: how did you tell yeah. her, though? Like, how do I mean, were you up front with her when you guys were dating? Like, did you tell her straight yeah. up from the start? Is that what you do? Because I think that's the smartest yeah. way to be. Like, just be completely she, honest.
3: She, she might say that I didn't tell her right, right away. Uh-huh. But, you know, I'm a super talkative, super open, super honest person. So, I mean, I think that it was really, really quick. And, you know, because she is who she is, I mean, I just... I don't know, I would have a tough time, you know, not having her know. I mean, just because, you know, if it was something sexual, then I don't knock anybody else their avenue of going about it. But since my want and need to be Kelly isn't really sexual, I mean, I do do things with her while I am dressed as Kelly and I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm Kelly and all that. And to be honest with you, it's rarely when we have sex, and it's not where I at least think that side or, you know, whatever. But, you know, me and her, it truly is that, like, emotional connection to where, you know, it's two people, not A man and a woman, a woman and a woman, whatever. I mean, it's It's you and her as a person. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, and she loves me that way, and she wants to be with me that way. You know. But have you been with
2: God? Like, have you been attracted to men? Are you that open that like you could like have you been attracted to men in the past as Kelly or or is it you're like uh attracted to women?
3: I would say I'm totally, you know, attracted to women. Mm-hmm. I mean, have I been attracted to men? I mean, I think that the position of kind of like when you first emailed me, I like the feeling of someone commenting on a picture or saying mm-hmm. something about a picture just as acceptance. I mean, it would be kind of like, you know, let's say I blew up to New York and I was, you know, on a subway and you saw – you know, me smile or wave or something, you wouldn't necessarily want, you know, I've been to New York, so I know that necessarily smiling or whatever on a subway might not be the necessarily most, you know, whatever, but let's say I did come out there, I mean, you would be, it would feel good.
1: And
2: a, right, it everyone wants to be wanted. Approves. Right, you just want, no, yeah, you just it's want, it's, yeah, You want. and it's just people thinking that you look great or you're hot or whatever, yeah. you know, you want that, you want to walk down the street and have people look at you, you know, it's like, when, exactly, and so, mm-hmm.
3: To that extent, sure. I mean, I enjoy the fact that if a man says, hey, you look great or whatever. Right. But surprisingly, off that Craigslist ad, you would think, oh, well, way more like men or whatever would say something. And It has been majority, you know, women or whatever. The men are usually what makes me feel very female because they'll say something rude like, you know, oh, you just look like a man, you know, a man in the dress or you look right. like, whatever, while the, while the women... You know, and the reason they say that is usually because I respond, no, like, in the attic, because I'm happily married. I am happily married. And then they say something rude. Right. And and so, you know, I feel like, well, thanks, you truly did make me feel like a woman, you know, because I'm like, that's kind of fucked up to say that the women that I've talked to on there or whatever, it's been super kind and they either give tips or help or, and it does show that, you know, we are living in a more accepting world, you know, I mean, I'm far from you know, just knowing what to do next because I'm scared, you know. I don't know how to go about it or what to do. But Let me ask you this because you
2: say you're like a very honest person and I get that from you. I'm that same way. So most of the time when you're that kind of person, there like really isn't a choice, right? I mean, the truth just comes out at all times, right? So, but it's interesting to me that like, I guess at some point you just decided like, I'm not going to tell my family and I'm not going to tell like these people and I'm not going to tell these people, you know, when you sort of decided to not be honest in those areas of your life. And so now you're like super scared to sort of do it probably because you just haven't for so long, but it won't be any different really than, you know, cause you're like an honest person. Like that's how you typically live. And it's like, uh, to me, it's easier to be honest, right? On some level, of course, it's going to be a really div- weird conversation to have with your family and very difficult. Do you think that there's a chance that maybe they have an idea about it because you said that you know since you've been in the fourth grade you were dressing that way and you always at that age you didn't sort of think right or wrong you weren't thinking in those terms so maybe you acted out you know as kelly when you were younger and your family sort of saw that behavior is that do
0: that did they see that behavior with you when you were little this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at com.
3: I mean, I don't know. I've never had that conversation with them to where, you know, I mean, I live a very I don't know, you know, my family's very structured or whatever to Mm -hmm. where, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to say that they would or wouldn't, but I think it's also a lot of people are so wrapped up in what they do or whatever. But I think that overall they would come to terms or be understanding. And at my age, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, they'll either accept it or they wouldn't. And I mean, it is what it is, you know, to where it's just. I don't know how to do it, and I think kind of what you said earlier hits at the best as far as like telling people right away really is the best. Mm-hmm. And you know, right. it, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's like this conversation. This conversation never. Went another way. It never had another question. It never had anything else. And so it'd be you never in the middle of it had to say, "Oh, guess what? I'm." Wearing yeah, you don't skinny. have. I'm yeah, you don't have and, to come back to an someone
2: outlet. and say, "Oh, by the way, I've been lying to you for the past thirty six years. I'm a complete like you know, I've been living a lie." Especially like that's difficult to do because that's basically what you'd have to go do with your parents you know and let them know that this is like sort of a secret you've been keeping from them because your wife knows your friends know this is something that you've been doing for a while so I think that initial thing is always difficult to sort of dish out to somebody especially when you're used to being honest you know because that's you're that kind of person but you know and I get why you weren't honest with your family you know um like I said you should be proud of yourself that you were honest and you have been as honest as you know uh, with the people in your life as you have because that's huge and I think a lot of people would love to have their significant others know and all of their friends so you already have a huge support system on your side so you'll definitely get through it it's just going to be that initial shock of saying it's not just so much saying oh by the way I'm like Kelly and I like to dress up as a woman, you know, and all that stuff. It's more so like, Hey, by the way, I've been like totally lying to you and not telling you this huge thing about myself. You know, that's probably harder than telling them the truth, right? Cause you're used to that. You've been living the truth most of your life, not so secretly. And I think that that's, that's what you have going for you. You know, you have that on your side. So I think once you sort of apologize for sort of lying and forgive yourself for it, you know, and put that out there and get past that. You'll be able to let them know who you are and be who you are like you have been with everybody else in your life. And they will learn to accept it because you're very accepting of it yourself, which I think helps other people feel comfortable about it.
3: Absolutely. But it's funny. I never really until listening to like your podcast and stuff like that. I didn't. And it's funny because it's kind of one of those reality checks that flex in the face and you don't really think about uh-huh. because it's like I didn't really... And it's dumb now in hindsight, that I didn't. And it's not like I know when I was searching out, like, looking for advice, like, what you said on that podcast was almost the opposite of what I was looking for. Because it's funny, like, I didn't really ever view it as I was lying because I just view it as that's who I am. But it is funny. Like, when you said that, I actually came home and told my wife about it right away. Right away. And I was like, and she, she goes, yeah, I know. I think that, and she even thought about that, how I never really thought about, like, my brothers and you know my mom and dad thinking how you were lying to them because it is true i mean it would it would hurt me if all of a sudden i found something like that about my brother and i thought wow for my whole life you just didn't tell me but you told everyone else
1: Uh and
3: so it it did it put a lot of pressure because i i didn't think about that i always thought when did i
2: say that on the other podcast with jessica
3: yeah, when, like, you guys were talking about telling his kids or whatever. Right. And I guess his kids were, like, 13 or something like that. I can't right. remember. Mm-hmm. And, and saying how, or well, maybe he's even older than that, whatever it was, and they were saying how worried that they are. But yet once they're older, everyone says, oh, it's easier. But it's like... When no, the, it's yeah, actually worse. Like, well, uh-huh. no, it's harder. Mm-hmm. And I just was kind of like, oh, damn, I didn't think of it that way. You know, like, I kept living in denial where I'm like, no, it'll be easier. And, it's like, no, I mean, No, I think true, that's
2: what the, you're actually really are afraid of. I think on some level, you know that. Yeah. And I think that's what probably oh bothers you as a super honest person the most is having to sort of come clean about not coming clean, you know? and, yeah, and but I
3: didn't really view it as lying. I uh-huh. just viewed it as, you know, it'd be like, let's say you played a sport or something like that. You uh-huh. didn't tell everyone you did. It didn't make you a liar. It just made you not necessarily telling them every detail, but right. in hindsight... I get it like uh-huh. yeah
2: people might it's feel that way big... it's like uh it's uh like a deception or like it's sort of a a thing where someone feels like maybe you know because listen this is who you are and you have i think what could be hurtful to other people is like wow you know you told your wife and you told your friends and you know everyone's Knows except me, you know. Like maybe somebody would yeah. feel like, why didn't you feel like you could come to me and tell me, and yet you felt comfortable with all these other people? So it almost is absolutely. like insulting, or like people could take it that way. People could personalize things, you know.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and then yeah. you'll have some explaining
2: to do. But you know, people will get through it. I mean, you said before that you feel like your family will be accepting of it. So you know them. I mean, I don't know your family, Um, but you know uh, you feel that they will be accepting. of it. So you just have to do it. And I think like the sooner you do it and get it over with the better. And then after you take that step, if you really want to go to the next step, like, I mean, are you looking to do like be Kelly at work and in the workplace and stuff like that as well?
3: Um, I don't know. I'd be shocked if anyone where I live necessarily listens to this or whatever. But
1: I, I could change your voice. And, uh-huh.
3: Well, I hate to over, however, whatever. But um, you know, I work for myself, uh-huh. and so my boss, I don't see that would really care due to the fact that uh, that's that's myself. So um, right, you know, um, work work wouldn't really be a factor. I mean, right. So they, just telling.
2: Next- the next thing would be like besides telling yeah. your family and coming out like where is that what's that next big step of like really coming out is it just like walking around your neighborhood and being like really out there
3: I don't and this I don't know if I'll you get this like how I'll describe it so I'll do my best but mm-hmm. I don't know my whole life I've been the total guys guy you know like I've been the person that has so much confidence I'm the I mean, this sounds so terrible, so I don't mean for it to come across this way, but I've only had one woman ever tell me no my entire life where she didn't want to date me or didn't want... I mean, like, I've just, you know, I'm the perfect all-American guy, you know. I Uh play ice hockey, I get whatever women I want, and I don't mean for it to come across that bad, but I just, you know, anything I set my mind to, I get it, and, like, because I'm willing to work as hard or harder than anyone else. And Uh so I think my big fear is just it's it's the one thing I can't work harder hard enough to make happen i mean it's and I'm so I'm scared i anything else I've always worked harder and I got it or I worked hard enough and I was able to obtain or done and in this i just i don't wanna be a man with boobs i don't i don't wanna I don't wanna you know I don't wanna be.
2: You want to do it the right way like you do. But you do kind of you can sort of control those things like you control other areas of your life. Like you can't control how people are going to perceive you. You can't control how people are going to um, sort of whether they're going to accept you or not like that kind of stuff you can't control. And that is like, you know, a hard thing to deal with because you don't have control over that. But you do have control over how you look. And how that, you know, and the fact that, you know, you don't want to be a man with boobs like you can do stuff. Just like you say you're the successful personality type who, like, you have a problem, you go out there, you solve it, or you work really hard, you do, you make shit happen, right? Like, that's your personality type. So you want to, you know, so I just, right, the the fact that you put an ad online on Craigslist for women to look with a couple different pictures, you know, to ask for critiques, like, that's a, that's, that's you taking control of the situation. That's you, you're starting, that's a good start, right? You're, like, looking for advice. So there is stuff you can do there's hormones you could take to make you look more female. Okay. So you definitely can tackle it like you tackle other parts of your life. You work hard and you do a better job and therefore like you're successful with this. It's the same thing with looks wise. Absolutely. The emotional stuff and the telling your family and coming out more and all that scary stuff. That's the stuff you don't really have control over. You know, people are going to sort of, you know, Feel the way they're going to feel about it. Your family might not come around for a little while. That's gonna—they're going to do it on their timing, not yours. I mean, you're gonna—that's the stuff you don't have control over. But the looks and how you sort of present yourself and how good you look as a female is totally in your control. And there actually are things you can do. You could work your ass off to look really fucking good as a woman.
3: Well, but it's tricky because, like, see, I've already gone to therapy long enough on two different occasions that both of them in a nutshell said yeah you need to start hormones or whatever and mm-hmm. the thing is is if I ever go for that and it ever blows up my face or whatever it's not like I can just tell people how hot just kidding and go back to score one it's like you let's say when you started this podcast let's say it didn't blow up and you weren't talking to somebody like me or somebody all over you know doing all those things if you went back to doing something else everyone would say hey way to go good try but with me if it Doesn't go well or doesn't go good. It's not like I can just say, "Hey, haha, just kidding," and it's so scary because I've never in my life just had to take a leap of faith. I always had a groundwork of you know amazing people around me and a great support staff and you know you know what I mean, like support and all that. Yeah, but listen, anything in life.
2: Yeah, yeah, but listen. Okay. You talk that like you're like this super successful person that's gotten whatever they want or anything. And maybe that's just like you've been like lucky. But most people that do like really amazing things and like start things on their own and everything, they always take they have to take a leap of faith. Like most things in life require that starting relationships and falling in love requires that like starting your own business requires that. And there's probably been many things that you've done that requires that. I just think that this is something that's like so scary to you because the hormone thing, like you say, there's like sort of no turning back. But I think that if you go to the right doctor, right, and I don't know where you live, but you make sure you go, you know, make sure you really do your due diligence and finding like the right person to do the the hormones for you. And I think if you do it and you get the right doctor, there's no reason why it won't work. I don't understand what you're sort of envisioning could be could happen that would make you sort of fail and then you have to quit and then there's no turning back What what's going to happen like you're going to grow a bigger dick and instead of tits like I mean <laughs> like you're going to you're going to they give you female hormones and they sort of change your body up and they give you some estrogen you're going to You're going to change. That's what it's all about. Like, I think that they pretty much have it down to a science. I mean, I don't know much about it. You know, I'm like, learn all my shit from Google. But I'm sure you've been Googling about it. Like, how is there, how could you fail? You just got to make sure you go to a really good doctor. And uh, and you got to stick with it. But there shouldn't be a problem.
3: Yeah, I think it's just. What are you afraid of? Turning into
2: like an ugly woman?
3: (laughs) I don't know. I guess I'm. I'm afraid of, I mean, it, it's only happened once, but I remember being at a local mall here and I was walking through a thing, and I, a crowd, and I I presume I overheard someone. And it's so bad that it's one time most people I hear that are transgender say, oh, it happens all the time. I don't know if they notice or I don't care. And so to literally say I've been doing this since fourth grade and one time I've heard someone say, oh, was that a man? And, and just the way that felt, mm-hmm. um, I'm so used to... Maybe I'm just very, very overconfident. I'm used to walking in children and feeling like I am, I don't know how to say it without sounding terrible, but one of the better looking guys or whatever.
2: Right, but at that time you weren't weren't a guy. You were Kelly and you were a man with a wig on and somebody sort of saw through it. So maybe that day you just didn't, you know, do Kelly the right way. But you're saying that's like one time as opposed to how many times have you been Kelly and people haven't said. Oh, something
3: totally. yeah there is. yeah you know and so, I don't so you know, might just, just be a
2: little negative yeah. <laughs> the fact yeah, that you only negative. focus on like one sort of person that says something and said, and listen, I, I I'm the type of person that's like motivated by insults. Right. So, you know, I would take a situation like that and be horrified, but then I'd be like, I'd look in the mirror and be like, okay, what did I do wrong today? That that person knew that I was a dude and not, you know, Kelly who I want to be, yeah. you know, so you don't, you yeah. should look at it like instead of being like a diss and personalizing it and just feeling bad about yourself, you should be like, okay, I didn't do the right thing that day. Like, and try to figure out how not to do that again, because Basically, that day, all the person said was the truth, like that's a guy with a wig on, and that's what without hormones that is what you are, right? I mean,
3: absolutely so I my wife as far as just be more confident and realize that
2: it's not just for confidence, also just honest with yourself. you know, just be honest with yourself, okay, and sort of instead of personalizing the things that people say, sort of looking. To see the truth in what they're saying and then just like sort of, uh, you know, changing things around because of the feedback that you, that was feedback that you got that day. That's all that was. It was feedback. Like you obviously didn't put yourself together properly that day as a woman. You know, maybe it was the wrong wig. Maybe it was the wrong makeup. Maybe the outfit wasn't so great. You know, whatever that was didn't work. It doesn't mean, though, anything more than that. And like I said, if you want to become more of a person that's not a man with tits, you know, you have to do the hormones because without that, you know, people are always going to be able to tell a little bit. I think so. I personally think in your pictures, the first one is the best I mean, you have three pictures that I saw. Okay, I'm looking at them right now. Right. And it's hard to explain because this is like a radio show, right? And people aren't going to see them too. But wh- why I think you didn't get like really bad stuff for people on Craigslist because you didn't put like dirty pictures up. Like these are like you really just put pictures of your face dressed up like as a woman. And there is a picture of your cleavage, which I think is interesting because how do you get your tits to look so big if you don't have any tits?
3: A lot of practice.
2: Is that makeup right? Because I had um, I don't know, right. I had a drag queen on, drag queen named Phil. Did you listen to his podcast? He was great. I really liked him. He lives in New York here, so I, he had. I haven't
3: listened to that one yet. Oh, that yeah. one's
2: good. He um, he had really huge tits, but he has no tits. You know, he's like a total guy. He's a drag queen, so he says it's just like a lot of you know. He puts a lot of makeup on, but your tits actually like. Do you put um, like uh. Do you stuff your bra? Because they're not just like, you don't just see cleavage. I mean, they come out. So, like, what do you have going on there that makes them look so huge? I mean, maybe you could help women out there (laughs) who are flat-chested.
3: I don't know. I I just use makeup and bras and stuff to wear. Um, Just a lot of work, a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. I think the first wig is,
2: is better than the second wig. The first wig looks more natural on you. Personally, and it's yeah, a more natural hairstyle. One. It looks really good. It doesn't look too done up, right? It doesn't look too yes. perfect. It looks good with your face. I like it's a little messy, and I think it actually looks good. I think the second one, I do not like that one at all. The second well, one, the same. Oh yeah, what?
3: Yes, yeah, the same. I agree. The first one is a new wig that uh, keep, you know bought. I don't know, probably eight months ago or whatever. And I agree with you and I've got very positive feedback on it. So I appreciate that.
2: Mm -hmm. The second one I think is too curly for your face and too many layers. Like I'm very critical and I'm very visual. And I just have to say that one, it looks too done up and I just don't like it on you. That one, maybe if you straighten it out a little bit and brush it out, like it'll work a little bit better, but I just don't like the way that one is styled. I don't think it goes With your vibe in that picture. And you know what? I would say that to my girlfriend that had the wrong hairdo. You know what I mean? It's just like everyone could rock something different. I think personally, you look better in straighter hair.
3: Yeah, I appreciate that.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just my critique of your actual physical looks in this ad that you have. People can't see the pictures of you. But like I said, you just posted three pictures. One is of your cleavage. And I guess just to show how much work you put in there to make them look very real. Right. Cause you're not, like you said, it's not a sex thing. You're sort of not putting yourself out there to get sort of no. negative attention. Um, and the other two are straight up pictures of you with different looks, right? Two different ones, yeah. with different looks to see what people say. But I do believe, and you look good in the first one. Like, I don't know that I would think that you're a guy with a wig in that one at all. You know, I think if you go on the hormones, there's no way it's going to make you look worse. It's only going to help. So I don't know what your big fear is. Do you know what it is?
3: I don't know. The unknown, I guess. I mean, it's just, you know, at 36 years old, you get comfortable and, you know, not saying, oh, that's even slightly old or whatever. Uh-huh. I think you just get used to a thing and it's safe. I think that my life right now is safe. I mean, I've got an amazing wife and family and, you know, all that. And, it's just, uh-huh. and now to do that, it's the unknown. I mean, it's,
2: do you need to do, like, let me ask you this. Do you, if you get away most of the time with walking around dressed up as Kelly and most people never make the comments to you, like, oh, look at that's a dude, right? You know, and so yeah. do you really need to go that extreme and do the hormones? Could this be enough for you? Like after you tell your family, right? And since your wife knows and all your friends know, could that be enough? Or do you feel the desire to like be physically more like a woman and do the hormones?
3: I don't know. And that's, I think, where I'm at. Like as far as looking for the advice, I mean, I don't know because it's so new as far as feeling at this point where I've got to, make a decision. And I don't know why I've come to that point in my life where I feel like I need to.
2: Maybe some part of you wants to, but you know what Oprah once said, (laughs) she said, not knowing is the answer. Like you, that means you don't know, like you just don't know until you'll know. So if you don't know, like nobody else, I, I don't think something as important as this um you could like you could get advice on like how does this wig look and how does this outfit look but i think to take this next step and do the hormones and stuff i think that you you need to make that decision yourself that can't be somebody else's decision all the advice in the world it, it's like it, it has to come from you and maybe you're not ready maybe there's a part of you that's starting to want to think about it and a part of you that on some level wants you to make that decision, but maybe it's not just yet. Maybe it's a year from now. Maybe it's six months from now. Maybe it's three years from now. You'll know when you know. Like I said, Oprah once said on a show and I remember like, oh, that's so fucking smart. She was just like, you know, not knowing is an answer. Like that's not knowing, you know, there's knowing something and then there's not knowing. If you don't know yet what to do, that's okay. Like, just sit in the not knowing and uh, know that eventually you will know. But sometimes you can't force yourself to know something before you're sort of ready. And that's just the way what that if, it is. And especially, and you shouldn't what if make. You're
3: afraid of not knowing.
2: Well, that's why you're not. That's why you don't know. And that's what you have to go to. You have, like, you can't even say what you're really afraid of. So that's what you need to figure out. What is that fear? What is that fear all about? Is it like the medical stuff? Is it that you can't turn back? Is it the letting go of like the male part of you? Like, what is that? Is it that just change? Is it just fear of change? You know, that's always scary, I think. I don't like to change anything and I'm changing constantly. You know, change is always kind of scary. So, you know, you have to figure out what really is that fear. Right. And then eventually you have to decide what are you going to do with that? To me, I believe that like when you're fucking afraid of something, you've got to do it. Right. Because we're supposed to face our fears. Like That's what's being ballsy. You know, that's what real sort of strength is. You know, I I have a lot of friends that will be like, oh, I'm not afraid of anything and I'll do anything. And I'm not. It's like if you don't ever afraid of anything and you don't do anything you're afraid of, that doesn't make you strong. The real strong people are the people that are afraid of fucking everything, but they do shit anyway. That's where true, that's when you know you're truly strong. So you have to figure out what that fear is and then face it and whatever that means to you, depending on what that fear is, you have to do it. You know, um, I don't know what your fear is. Like, you know, I've only been talking to you for 45 minutes, you know, and you've sort of shown a lot of like the good parts of like sort of this experience for you. Right. Um, it seems so far from what you've told me to be mostly positive like you're pretty open your wife knows your friends know you know you're gonna have to deal with your family it doesn't really affect your life in a negative way but of course like anything and anybody I mean this is why I do my podcast there's always deeper shit there right so there is obviously something going on with you that you're afraid to take that next step but yet on some level you're starting to feel like it's time to do that absolutely absolutely And you're going to have to figure that out. That's like sort of going within yourself, you know, therapy helps. It's so great that you have friends and your wife that know about this, because I think just talking to people helps, you know, I read there's so many times where somebody has said something to me that completely like turned the light bulb on, you know, and you remember exactly where you are when you hear those things. And those things are like somebody else is saying it, but I believe that you get those things and the light bulb goes off because you're finally ready, you know? So it is good to keep talking about it and to keep having this conversation. And eventually you'll figure out what it is that you're afraid of. And, and once you figure that out, you'll be able to make some decisions and then you're going to have to have some balls and then you're going to have to take action and then you'll get, you know, you'll move to that next level.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I just hope that I do because. Oh my God, stop.
2: See, time. I hate when people say shit like that. That's like when someone says they want to quit something and they're like, I'm going to try, try, I hope. Like that's all negative stuff. Listen, this is doable things. You will either do it or you won't. There's, You don't need to hope. You just need to ha- set an intention and make a decision for yourself and then it will happen. You are in control of this. This is about you. This is not outside of you. You don't have to hope for anything. This is all within yourself. This is about what you choose to do. You make decisions yeah. for yourself. So there's no there's no reason why that will not happen. So you don't He's have to hope for life. Yeah, you don't have to hope for anything. I, I can't stand when I hear people say shit like 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 I said, when people say like, Oh, I'm gonna try to quit smoking. It's like, What do you mean try? Like you're either gonna do it or you're not. Like trying is such bullshit. It's a bullshit word. Okay. Right. And hope is a bullshit yeah. word in this situation. You know, like it, hope means something in a lot of other situations. But in this situation, when we're talking about you making a decision for yourself and a change for yourself, you don't to say, I hope that it happens. is so like it's like taking your power outside of yourself. Like you control yourself. You have the power to change yourself. That's all within you. You don't need to hope for that. You just need to make that choice. I think, though, you just, you're not there yet because you don't really know what you want yet. And you have to make those decisions. And sometimes that takes a little while.
3: Sure. And, yeah. So, I mean, I guess my hope then is is that I figure those answers out while, you you know, you know.
2: you will you don't put a time limit on yourself you don't know when like i said that light bulb will go off and you'll know if you keep talking about it and you want and you and and you want to know what those answers are and i think what you need to get to first is what is stopping you and it's always like fear there's some sort of deep seated fear and you have to figure out what it is you're afraid of and after that you'll be able to make some decisions and i think if you want to, that's all that you need, you know, that's like that, you just set that intention, if that's what, you know, you intend to do, and you intend to figure that shit out, you eventually will just be patient with yourself
3: yeah, and that's that's the goal, you know, it's just finding that time and the courage and the lack of setbacks, you know, like
1: what do you mean Mm -hmm.
2: what do you mean setbacks?
3: I don't know just there's certain times I mean it's kind of like you let's say you you know go out to a bar or something like that and one night you just feel absolutely great and you have the confidence of thinking hey I look great tonight and then the next time you go out I look like I have a bad hair hair day because it's like raining outside and
2: nobody looks at me and I feel ugly yeah you got to ride that wave okay that's life you're 36 you got to understand that that's just the way it's going to be always you're, oh it's Absolutely. not a yeah that's not like a like um uh what did you call it a roadblock what did you you just called it a word wow well, but well it's that's down. just regular life like if some days you feel really confident some days you feel like shit you know welcome to like girls having their period like it's, it's even worse right. when you throw hormones way too good on those hormones but- it might even make your emotions like Totally different. Sometimes we feel confident. Sometimes we feel insecure. Like it could be you ate too much chocolate the day before. Sugar fucks you up. No, I I feel like shit well, when I eat sugar because I'm very body conscious. So that's normal stuff that you go through. Those waves of feelings. And if you don't put too much stock in them meaning like you don't sort of become fatalistic about like that one feeling you have that you don't think oh my god this is forever and this means so much you could be okay with it some days you're not going to feel okay about yourself if you're striving to get to a place where you always feel great about yourself and you're I just don't think that that exists I think if you become like more okay with some days not feeling so great about yourself I think that you'd probably be a lot happier
3: but see, as a guy, I always have that confidence. You know, if I don't like when my hair looks, I put on a hat. If I don't like the way... I, I mean, as a guy, life is... So much easier. You know, I know. Told her, hey, you throw on shoes. <laughs> and that's what I always joke with. my friends and wife and stuff, is, it's Life is easy as a guy. I mean, you have yeah, a t-shirt, beauty. jeans and a hat on. That's you right. you like, hey, I look great. But oh, like, yeah. And Your you're, makeup isn't right, or, and you're, you're so only 36. To, I'm so used to confidence.
2: Yeah, and you're 36. Maybe by the time, this is what you should do. This is my advice for you. From now, from 36 to like 45, you should be a woman. And then at 45, switch back to being a man. (laughs) because you're gonna get like (laughs) you're gonna get all wrinkly and shit and people are gonna think you're hot because you're a man and you look old but as a woman not so much (laughs) so so you should you should get the girl thing going now while you're young and your skin looks good still (laughs) and then go back so you really have the best of both worlds because you're right as a guy guys do have it easier it's tough to be a girl But like you come into your own as a woman, you know, like, I mean, I was so much more self-conscious and all that stuff when I was younger. And, you know, as a woman in her 40s, like you just sort of become comfortable in your own skin. And that's what becomes attractive about women when they get older. I mean, some women have that kind of confidence when they're younger. That's real confidence when you're just comfortable in who you are and in your own skin. And you know, like uh, the, you know, the best you could look. And when you don't look your best, you're just like okay with that. And that just comes with age. And, you know, for you that comes with just like being Kelly more often and sort of like getting to a place where you could be Kelly the best you know, and like you could do mm-hmm. her, uh, and then some days when it doesn't work, you'll be okay. Like, I mean, there's everybody has, you know, sort of a ceiling of how good they could look. I mean, we're not all like Christy Brinkley, right? Or whatever model, you, want. <laughs> you know, like you got to be the best you could be for yourself. You can't expect anything more than that. But yeah, it is harder to be a woman. And it's like interesting that you have both angles because <laughs> I try to tell my guy friends a lot of times like you just try not having a dick and like being a girl. Like it's very difficult in a lot of ways, you know, um, and, and I'm not I'm talking more about just like, you know, sort of emotionally and being out there as a woman and just having a voice. You know, you're talking about the looks thing, which I haven't really had to deal with Since I've been younger, because, you know, when you get older, you don't think about it as much, though. I still look great for my age because I take care of myself, you know, and so I I don't have to worry about it. But um, you're this is like new stuff for you because you're not like 100 percent full time girl. Right. You're like part time girl. So you're like part time miserable. (laughs) I don't know that you want to be full-time girl. You know, you you have to make that decision because it is harder. You are judged on different things. You walk down the street sometimes as a woman. Like, I got to say, like, you walk down the street and when you look really good and there's like a pack of guys, like, it's very uncomfortable to walk by and just sort of get catcalled and have guys look at you and say shit. Like, you know... That's what you'll experience. And, and sometimes it's good, but sometimes it's, like, uncomfortable. And, but, you know, so you're going to have to, like, deal with all that stuff.
3: But on the other hand, times like that that has happened to me, uh-huh. it also, for me, has felt, I almost enjoyed that more than the times that I didn't get catcalled or whatever you'd want to call right, it. Right,
2: of course. You
3: feel you feel like hey, they don't notice anything or, you know, whatever, and so it's, I get it, like, you know, and so it is, it's funny that I'm, you know, asking for something that really does bring a lot more stress, and that's why, like, I appreciate what women go through all the time, I mean, Mm -hmm. the fact that how much more difficult the easier portions of life are, and men just expect them to pull it off, I mean, it's like, hurry up, get ready, why does it take you half an hour to get ready, I mean, you know, when I get, in a half an hour, are you kidding me, like, to be able to you know
2: And like have you I shave all your does. man hair off of your body when you're Kelly? Like what do you do with all that?
3: Yeah, which that's even a heck of a lot of work. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. And women
2: have hair all over their bodies that they're not supposed to have. Like, you know, like it is a lot of upkeep and a lot of work. That's why I always make jokes about oh, yeah. like how the fact that like men think it's like bullshit to pay the tab and it should be split. And I'm all, like, go, that's ridiculous. Like by the time a girl shows up for a date, she's put <laughs> in a lot of money on that date. You know, from getting waxed yeah. to getting her nails done to paying for her outfit. Like everything is more expensive to be the upkeep for a woman is just a whole thing. You know, what does a man show up for like clothes that he's had for five years and then he's just got to pick up the tab. It's not that difficult, you know? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, you have to decide when you really want to go into all that work and be full fledged Kelly all the time. But I think the deeper thing is, is like, you know, when you make the, that next step and tell your family and then really come out 100%. Maybe you will never. Maybe you won't want to. I mean, I like, I think that you have it so good as a guy that, you know, it might be hard to let go of that. It's, you know.
3: But the tricky thing that I'm coming across now, and that's why it's getting more difficult, is, uh-huh. you know, it used to be, and this is like something my wife and me have been talking about, it used to be like, When you go to a sporting event or you go to the mall or you go out in public, you know, we have such an open relationship. I mean, if I saw some beautiful woman or whatever, it's not like I would keep it quiet. I might tell her, oh, it was crazy. I saw this beautiful woman or I saw whatever. I mean, she knows I'm not going to cheat and I know she's not going to cheat. Right. So you can be completely honest. Right, right, right. That's great. It used to be my whole life growing up and whatever. If I saw a beautiful woman, you know, sometimes you would be like, oh, my God, she's so, like, hot. I want to sleep with her now. I'm almost becoming more cynical on the world because I might sit there and say, you know, I'm almost mad at that woman because I'm jealous. You oh
2: know? my God, I'm that's jealousy! Becoming, <laughs> yeah, it
3: stinks like, you know, yeah, like that's Lisa, be like- I have no idea what you look like or whatever, but like, let's say I was walking through New York City and I saw you up when I might, you know, sit there and back in the day, sit there and say, oh, she's so gorgeous. Now, unfortunately, under my breath, I'd be like, bitch, you know? Yeah, like, some I'm girls
2: are like here. that. Yeah, but you know, that's just because... I think what jealousy is. Okay. And I learned this a long time and it's very true. And it's like, it's sort of like a signpost for yourself. It's like, you know, you're never going to be jealous. Of, like what you're jealous of is what the the fact that somebody else has what you want. Okay. So, and so that should tell you something about what you want. Right. And so when you so when jealousy sort of rears its ugly head in your life, I think it's really important to say like, what is it that I'm so jealous and why am I you know, jealous of that? And when you realize that you're jealous because it's what you want, whatever that is, maybe some girls are jealous because their friend has a boyfriend. It's like if you're so jealous your friend has a boyfriend, maybe it's because you're not paying attention to your love life and you need to focus on yourself and go out and get a boyfriend, right? And so for you, you're looking at these women and you're so jealous of them. It's because you're not... B- Being the woman that you need to be, once you start focusing on yourself and I think doing those hormones and becoming as the woman that you are, you're going to be focused on doing that. You're going to forget about looking at other women and being jealous of them. I think your jealousy lies in the fact that they have what you want, that you can't take the step towards just yet. Do you understand? And so that's why you're jealous. And that will pass once you start becoming more of a woman.
3: Yeah, but it's kind of like ripping a bandaid off or getting a shot or something. Getting a shot or ripping a bandaid off really aren't that painful, but that thought right beforehand where you're so scared, like you think, oh my God, this is going to hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it just, I don't know how to...
2: You just got to do it. Best.
3: I mean... Right. You... Yeah, and it's so, so scary. I mean, it just, I feel like I'm risking so much. Like I've but
2: don't think about the whole... No, listen, don't think about, and when you say taking that risk, taking that first step, what what do you mean about doing the hormones?
3: Yeah, I mean any of it, because I don't, I don't want.
2: So this is what you have to look at sometimes. Okay, this is what you have to sort of tackle things like that when it seems so big. You just have to like sort of cut it down into little sort of segments. And like, why don't you just start doing one little thing at a time, you know, maybe just make a consultation with a doctor, maybe just Google to find the best doctor, you know, and then maybe, like I said, just go in for a consultation, but don't commit to anything, you know. Just do like, don't look at the whole thing because it becomes so overwhelming and you and think of it so big, you know, just because that's not how it's going to happen anyway. Okay. If you make that decision to make that step in that direction, it's going to be little steps and it's going to take a while. It's not just going to, it's not the movies. You're not just going to, you know, it's not going to happen in one day. You know, it's going to be a lot of things you're going to have to do. The first thing is you're going to have to find a doctor.
3: I've been to a doctor, two different doctors, and both of them have got to the point where they're like, yeah, you need to take that next step. I mean, both times.
2: What was the next? Yeah, yeah, but those were therapists. I don't mean a therapist. I mean a hormone doctor.
3: Yeah, totally. Yes. All I mean is like
2: find that doctor and go in and just have a conversation. Sure. That's it. Don't look at it so like so much like, you know, when you it's like reframing sometimes like when you put something in your head and you you make it something bigger than it is. It's like almost like you block yourself from that then. So don't make it such a big thing. Just like go to a doctor, find a hormone doctor, just go in. For a consultation. Maybe that doctor will say some stuff to you that will make you feel better. And then you'll take the step of like getting blood work done just to see where your hormones are at. And then they'll give you the information. And you could make decisions what you're going to do each step of the way. It's like a domino effect. You just got to do one thing, one little thing every day towards sort of becoming more of the woman that you are, that you want to be. And it'll all work out. But it's going to take like a like a lot of action on your part so you could start doing little things here and there without committing to anything you know without popping any pills or taking any hormones just go take make some consultations with some doctors maybe you know look at some support groups or find some other transgender people who have been through it and maybe talk to them You know, and how that, how that went for them. And you also have to, you have to also, you know, make the decision to, you know, talk to your family about it. The sooner you do that, the better. But you can't have all this on your plate. It's like, it's so much, it's like overwhelming, you know? So maybe you need to like sort of come clean with your family first and then, I think that if you have their approval and you're really, really out like that, maybe that'll help you feel more confident in going towards the direction of like sort of making it more permanent with hormones.
3: Yeah, I agree. You know, and I know that's something that it seems like every time I almost tell them or I do that something happens or, you know, something, you know, like even this summer I had an appointment to go get all my hormones checked and, you uh-huh. know, um, you know, because here locally where I am, like Planned Parenthood can do like all of that for you. you great. Know? That's what's funny about everything going on in politics. Like everyone's like, oh, Planned yeah. Parenthood's only this, this, and this. And like for me, Planned Parenthood is a, a ability for me to go have my hormones checked in mm-hmm. without going through my health insurance and without doing all that type of stuff. Yeah, that's know? great. So what like happened? I, well, ended up my wife got sick and we kind of had a scare with her health, and so appointment got missed and now life continued to move on and i missed my appointment you know right so you just got to um, make another one yeah you know but I. I think, but that's you know, good you were close real close yeah and, uh-huh. you know and so i i plan on rescheduling it when i have more time and different stuff but i don't know i think sometimes i also look for excuses just so i can not blame myself but blame life and situations totally
2: to, mm-hmm.
3: you know i i'm, I'm scapegoats, you know, instead of
2: yeah, to the because there's a
3: wasn't into the mm-hmm,
2: there's a part of you that, like, we all have that part of us that doesn't want us to succeed. I don't know what that fucking part is, but it exists in most people, <laughs> you know, and it sort of rears its ugly head and tells you, oh, you're too tired to make that appointment today, and then it makes you not do what you're supposed to do. You know, it sort of gives you no energy when you need it, and I feel like that's like the little evil part of yourself that's trying to keep you down, and you have to go against that. You really do, because you need to be successful in your life life and you need to take care of yourself and do the things that are going to make you happy and what's going to make you happy is when you when you make an appointment and you go and you follow through and I'm going to tell you how you're going to feel when you walk out of that appointment really having it done you're going to feel very proud of yourself and you're going to feel very energized and it's going to give you so much energy to do whatever you need to do next but when you blow things off and you forget about things and you don't sort of do what you're supposed to do you have no energy You know, that takes energy away. That disempowers you. You want to empower yourself. And the way you empower yourself is by following through with things that you need to do for yourself.
3: Absolutely. That's why I've been so depressed lately and everything like that is because
2: because you're not showing up for yourself yeah you're not doing that and i get that listen i tried for three years i'm having a baby in december two months from now with a surrogate but i tried for three years to have a baby and i can't tell you every roadblock that came could come up in someone's life came up for me like i can't tell you what i went through but i never stopped and i never gave up And I keep plowing, you know, plowed through. And eventually I got what I wanted. And it really taught me in life that like, you know, when you want something or you, you know, you want to be, it's just a matter of continuing and not stopping until you get what you want. And there's no giving up and there's no stopping. And anybody that uses any kind of excuse or whatever, that's what it is, you know, for you right now, doesn't matter what happened with your wife. Everything's fine now. Right. Right. Um, you need yeah. to make that appointment and you need to get on it and nothing can stop that, you know, and it doesn't. Well, here's yeah.
3: one question then for you is uh, what would happen? then? let's say you have an amazing, beautiful, healthy little girl and she looks up to you like you are absolutely the world and you for some reason feel like you are a man. But yet that little girl wanted to be just like you, wanted to do everything like you and everything like that would you still have the nerve to become a man if if that was how you felt?
2: I don't know because I'm not in your position, right? Like it's so hard to, you know, put myself in your position. I can't do it and answer authentically, right? Only you have that answer. Like I could talk to a woman that's gone through fertility problems and tell her what I would talk to my child about because I use donor sperm. Like I could talk on that, but that has nothing to do with your story, right? I don't, I can't. I don't know what what, what I would do mm-hmm. in that situation because I'm not you. Only you know. But what I do know that you started off talking about very early on in this podcast was how much, uh, you know, from day one, this is just always who you've been, always who you felt that you were. You were always very comfortable with it. It was just like sort of a given. And, it's, and you know, all of your friends know your wife knows, just your family doesn't know. And it seems that what you're struggling most now with is this like little, this part of it, which is that whole acceptance of people as a woman because you've been accepted as a man, but it's sort of like starting all over again, right? So that's, you know, a lot to handle. And I think that's where your apprehension comes from. You don't have kids, so you don't have to explain to anybody right now, right? Do you have kids?
3: <laughs> I I do have a oh
2: Oh, you do? <laughs> Sorry i think maybe you mentioned that right so how old is your son
3: um he's young okay not so that young. he's in school right but, you know so all
2: right but so you don't have to like i mean you haven't does he see you dressed up as kelly
3: he does not no
2: he doesn't okay he's
3: just he's just getting to that age where you know i like probably and that's why like your previous episode with Jessica kind of hit home because it's kind of one of those things I feel it's time to shit or get off the pot. You know, I kind of have to either tell him or not tell him for a long time, you know?
2: Yeah, you could, it could either be something that he's always known, so that's just his regular life, or it's something that, like, becomes like, oh, like, this was something I didn't know and it was something that was dropped on me you know, at age 10 or 15, you know, and then they'll remember that moment, you know, that's your choice. I don't, I'm not a therapist, so I don't, I can't give advice on that kind of stuff. You know, that's like your thing. But what I do feel like that you have to sort of figure out is what your next move is. And only you could figure that out. And all this questions about how you look and whether you're going to be accepted and all that stuff, that's like a part of your process. And that's a part of being a woman. And you are unfortunately an insecure woman (laughs) i've been an insecure woman and i'm not an insecure woman anymore so the good news is that can change right but right now you're a highly insecure woman you sent me an email asking me that you were wondering if i could like get my listeners to look at your pictures like you're looking for critiques Is that what it was? I didn't really understand what you wanted me to do because this is a radio show, but there are places where I could post your pictures. I could put them on my Facebook ad. I could um, post them on Twitter. I could send a link to your ad. Like, I mean, you know, is that what you're looking for? I didn't really understand.
3: Absolutely. Any of that. I mean, I also want people to realize, too, that, you know, the pictures. I feel I do better in person, which I imagine everybody says that. But, you know, those were just pictures I had that I slapped on a Craigslist at. It wasn't like I went to some photographer or something. They were mostly, you know, like a pixel selfie or whatever you want to call it from my phone or whatever. To where, you know, I want honest and all that, but I'd hope people would be considerate and all of that. But I would yes. absolutely. I mean, the whole reason I found you was because I was wanting to see what people thought or whatever.
2: I mean, you know, you would yeah, say this is where critical. I'm gonna just give you my opinion on that, okay? And I know that you go yeah. on Craigslist and you're looking for it. I don't I don't understand that. And I don't I don't know. I feel like there's something sort of twisted about that desire in you for feedback from total strangers about how you look and where you're at with like your wigs and stuff. I don't know. I can't, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but I feel like to open it up, especially to my listeners, like who knows what you're going to get? Like, especially when you know for sure We've already talked about it. You've sort of copped to the fact that you're kind of insecure. And if one person, you could look great all the time and nobody ever knows when you're out and about as Kelly that you're a dude, right? But once once you went out and someone was like, that's a fucking man with a wig or whatever it was said. And you were like horrified by that. And you remember that. Why... Why would you then open yourself up to most likely having that happen again? Because sometimes people are just assholes. Like it doesn't. You could have a hundred people that are nice and would give maybe great critique and say something really good, but maybe you're going to have that one person that's going to be an asshole and say something bad, and then you're going to harp in it. Like, why would you do that to yourself? I feel like that's some sort of backwards thing that you're doing to yourself that isn't so good for you personally. So I, I don't. I don't think. I should post your pictures online. I prefer for my show to be anonymous and keep it that way. I don't even think that you should do that for yourself and open it up, even on Craigslist, to get even one fucking asshole that sends you a rude comment and then that sort of penetrates your brain and affects your day. Like, I I just don't believe in that. Like, you're really opening yourself up to nonsense that really shouldn't sort of be in your life because it's like you're sort of – like asking total strangers for their opinions and just so you know most people are stupid morons like why would you want stupid morons opinions <laughs> you know what I mean if you're like if your wife knows about this and you have friends that know about it why don't you keep why don't you just ask like you know pick like three friends that are really brutally honest and like have them be you know the person that you go to and say hey how the fuck do I look I'm that friend to people like people take me shopping when they want to know the truth because I'll be like you look fat and gross and that or you look fucking killer and that like you know there's always people like that in everyone's life right everyone has that friend that's really brutally honest right So, And you don't need 100 people to tell you how you look. When you need 100 people to tell you how you look, it means that you have low self-esteem and you don't have a sense of how you look yourself. And you need to get that from you. And it doesn't matter if 100 people tell you you look great. It's not going to change your mind because you don't think you do, right? You're needy in a way that reeks of sort of insecurity. And the way to make yourself feel more secure is not by having other people tell you you look good because that's not what it's about. Self-esteem means your esteem comes from yourself, not from others. So I really think instead of worrying about what everyone thinks about your pictures, you should spend more time working on yourself and making yourself feel better about yourself. You should watch that Caitlyn Jenner thing, okay? There's a whole bunch of transgender women on there. Half of them sound like men. Half of them look like men with wigs on. But they are the most comfortable in their skin, happy with who they are women. And they've been transgender for a long time. And they fucking own it. And that's where you need to get. Are you going to be the perfect girl that looks like exactly like a girl? That may never happen. But I don't think that that's what it's about. Because you said at four... You were a little boy, but you felt like a girl. And that's all that mattered to you. And that's where I think you need to get with this. It's not about being like perfect looking. It's about feeling comfortable. So I think there's some sort of like weird insecurity thing that's going on. And you're sort of going like backwards. And I don't know. It's like twisted what you're doing with the pictures. And I don't want to feed into it. I don't want to open up. And listen, I think all my audience, they I get only people that write in nice things about stuff. So I, it's not like I think that the people that listen to my show are assholes. I just don't think it's the right thing to do and i don't think that you need that i think what you need is some like you know just working going to doctors looking into the hormone things to try and get yourself more female in that sense yeah and just um also working on your self-esteem when you're on your, your, uh, solo you know but with somebody that's like into the whole transgender thing there's got to be therapists that specialize in that that's what you should find
3: Absolutely. Well, and all that, I appreciate it. And really quick, because I know we got to wrap it up, but mm-hmm. it was fourth grade, not when I was four, so it was a little bit Oh, and <laughs> well, you know what that, I mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah, totally. And then after that... I think part of it is just, you know, I do feel I'm a good looking male and all of that. And so I'm used to having that gratification. I know, but you like me. I know. But this is the thing you're like
2: the guy in high school that was popular in high school and is still living in those days. I mean, okay, you have it wrapped up as a guy, right? You have that. We know that. You know that, right? But it's like, but you still want to be Kelly, right? Maybe, are you going to be, but you want to be Kelly like as you are like a guy, like the most popular, the most sought. That might not happen. And like, is that okay with you? Are you looking for like a, Sort of is your ego so like needing to be the best of the best, or would you just be happy to be yourself you know and look as good as you can as kelly and that 's what maybe there's limitations to that and maybe if you 're more popular as a guy or better looking as a guy and you're, and it 's and it's not attainable to be that way as a woman, maybe your choice should be then to st- to stay more as the guy and maybe just do the Kelly thing on the side because maybe you will not be able to handle not being as good. But I think that when you're going towards being like the best of and when you talk about that, you're coming from like such a massive ego place, which I don't think the ego is a totally terrible thing. You need it, right? It's a, I'm always like, oh, it's the difference between people that look good and people that don't, (laughs) but you, you almost, it's almost like too much. You're coming from too much of an ego place. And this whole experience and a transition, I think should be much more about how you feel inside. The outside definitely matters, but when you, yeah, when you're so attached to it, like you are, and how you sort of like try to stay more on that topic than anything else, I wonder: Are you trying to avoid going deeper into this? And I think that this is a much deeper thing.
3: Absolutely, it's scary, you know. Totally, I mean, and that's why, yeah, being easy and it's
0: not right, you know? and
3: so. It's tough, but I mean, you know, even something really quick, since you talked about it before, um, like the Caitlyn Jenner thing, you know, like what really, really turned me off on her
1: Uh was
3: I am so firm on never judging others. I mean, just listening to your podcast shows me that there's so many different walks of life. Uh And when I heard Caitlyn Jenner on the Ellen DeGeneres show... Judge Ellen for being lesbian and she doesn't feel, which is odd, because I would love to ask Caitlyn Jenner, well, are you attracted to men or women? Because on the Ellen Jenner show, Caitlyn said she doesn't think that lesbians and stuff like that is an okay thing, like she thinks that that's something that's wrong. And I just think that really that kind of turned. She said my that my wife. That's what she. That's my wife was watching, and that's what she. She said that Caitlin said she had a really difficult thing with, and that, and you know, I don't don't know the exact quotes, or whatever. But I just ever since that, I've kind of just, I still follow her on Facebook and all that. Okay, but whatever. listen to but me. Okay, uh,
2: listen to me. Very phony. Okay, listen to me. When you like, I think that there's like. Like no different than like a book that you could pick up that's like 300 pages, like a self-help book. Like most of the time, whether it's a self-help book that you can learn from or a a person that inspires you, you're never going to like buy into 100% of whatever it is, whether it's that great book or that person, right? So I think Caitlyn Jenner has some like sort of religious side and she struggles with that and that's like some sort of conflict she has with herself, right? And that's a part of her and it's very small, but she has a much larger voice than that and she says a lot of other amazing things and does a lot of other amazing things. And I think when people take one little part of somebody and then dismiss everything else because of that one negative thing, I think that you do yourself an injustice because then you don't learn from that person. You don't have to buy into every single thing that Caitlyn Jenner sort of dishes out. To me, that's like weird. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to follow anybody. No one's going to be 100%... Like, uh, you're never going to agree with anyone 100% because everybody is their own personal person. Like, everyone's their own person. So who cares that she doesn't believe in lesbians or whatever it is? She's very much on your side. She's very much your people. And I think her show was really great. And I think that the women that were on it with her were amazing. And I think you need... To watch that show like homework for yourself, and try to connect to that part of yourself and um, to the things that they try to get her to connect to the deeper parts of being transgender, as opposed to the parts that you're sort of stuck on, which is like the surface stuff, and also the past of you being popular as a guy. I personally think, and I can't get, I wish I would have brought this up earlier. But we're so late into the podcast. (laughs) But I personally think, but I don't think you're ready anyway. I personally think all this stuff that you sort of talk about is your way of like sort of keeping yourself from going deep. I think that there's deeper stuff going on with you. And I think that you have to go deep before you'll ever resolve these other issues that you want, before you'll ever feel okay with how you look as Kelly in the mirror. Doesn't matter how many people tell you. It's something that you need to resolve deeper in yourself. It's not about how you look on the outside. And like I said, I think you look, actually look great in that first picture. I didn't like the wig in the second picture. That would be my shallow well, advice to you. <laughs> well,
3: thank you. That's my most recent picture, so I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, but I can't wait till the day that you call me up and you want to go a little deeper. Okay, watch that whole Caitlyn Jenner episode. You could DVR it or, D, you know, it's on demand. Just watch it and, and look and, and and, like I said, you know, I don't know. There's something more going on with you, and uh, I think you're just starting your journey, and it's exciting. And I'm, I'm like, you know, curious to see w- where you'll be a couple months from now, you know. But try to get that appointment going. I don't want to. Ch- I, I don't want to show your pictures to my listeners. I li- like I said, I like to keep my show anonymous, and uh, I don't want to open that up. Like I said, I think you, you should. Uh, Stop with the Craigslist stuff and reaching out to strangers and focus more on stuff that you need to do for yourself.
3: Well, thank you very, very much. I have a very odd way to have uh, met you, but I appreciate it. And uh, whether it's this one or any others, I always enjoy uh, listening to your podcast and uh, um, hope everybody takes uh, your advice or whatever uh, guidance they get because I appreciate it.
2: I'm so glad you called in, Kelly. Like it was like awesome, and I hope you start. I know you're interested in having your own po- podcast. I hope you do your own podcast sometime. I'll I'll give you all the information uh, when we're off the phone. Okay.
3: Awesome. Hey, thank you very very much. Thanks
2: for calling in. Talk to you soon. Uh
3: huh. Bye.